you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. Hi, you guys. I am here solo today. I have been bringing on Brittany for a lot of my solos just because we have so much fun together and we always shoot the shit and have deep conversations. But today I thought I would come on by myself because I've been getting a lot of random questions about just influencing and how I made this my full-time job, tips for building a community, tips for monetizing on social media, how to work with brands, et cetera, all the questions. I've been getting a bunch of it lately and I thought it would be a good idea to do a solo episode today, just kind of talking about like the ins and outs and how it all kind of works and tips for pitching to brands and how I made this a full-time career. And maybe I'll save you a little bit of time and save you from making some of the mistakes I did. So I thought I'd just go over it generally. And if you guys have more questions, I can do another episode like this, but I thought I would start with an affirmation, of course, since the solo episodes always start with an affirmation. And this is one that honestly I have been repeating Uh, since I started doing this job, I think being an entrepreneur takes not only like a lot of grit, but it takes a lot of self determination and perseverance, not only because it's hard to be an entrepreneur, it's hard to work for yourself and push yourself every day, but because there's a lot of self doubt that comes with, I don't know, running your own business and really putting yourself out there in general. And when it comes to pitching brands and trying to sign deals. I think that leading with confidence and knowing your mission and your value is super important. So especially during this time, it is the holidays. If you are a content creator or you're in the marketing space, you know how crazy this time of year is. So this is one that I've definitely been repeating to myself lately. And whether you're in this space or you are trying to be in the social media space or you're an entrepreneur, I think this will resonate with you. But it says, I'm going to read it. I have it written in my notes for easy access right now. But it says, I am motivated, hardworking, and deserving of success. I'm not held back by fear, doubt, or disappointment. I'm daringly showing up to contribute something meaningful. And I thought that would be a perfect way to like kind of segue into the tips I'm going to give you today because that is essentially my main purpose behind how Han sees it, which has been to daringly show up and contribute something meaningful to the world. And I think that if you want to be in this space and do well in this space as an influencer, content creator, um, social media personality, whatever you want, whatever word you want to call it, you have to be able to daringly show up. Um, for yourself, for others, and be your authentic self and really dedicate time and energy into building a community of value that means something um, that's based in trust. It can't just be because you like want to be famous and you don't want to have a quote unquote real job because (laughs) one, this is a very much real job. And two, it takes a lot of effort and time and energy that is different um, in some ways. This job takes a mental perseverance that I don't think lasts or burns very long if you're not passionate about what you're doing and what you stand for and why you're building a community. So that's kind of like my first tip, which is lead with mission and find your value. You have to have a why. You have to have a reason. People will say like you have to niche down, of course. I think for me it was like fashion, of course, was a huge um 
niche that I wanted to cover. The reason why I started How Hand Sees It was because I wanted to post my outfits online. I wanted to show up authentically and talk about my life. And I wanted to instill confidence in girls through style and through my lifestyle and through beauty. So you can have these like sub niches, like beauty and lifestyle. And like, I think a huge part of influencing is showing your personality, which I'll get into more, but you really have to niche down of course, but you also have to like really establish your mission. I listened to a lot of podcasts in the beginning of my influencer journey. I really wanted to learn everything. I wanted to get the most advice I possibly can could from anyone. And I think when I started, there wasn't any like master classes that you could buy. There wasn't really any influencers that were like teaching people how to do this job. It was a little bit more gate kept. And also I think when I started six years ago, there were, there wasn't as many micro influencers. I think there's a ton of micro influencers. Now I would be considered a micro influencer and micro influencers like myself are making full-time incomes. That was definitely not a thing when I first started. So a lot has changed since, but I think the thing that resonated with me most was really writing down like physically like why I wanted to do this and why I thought I could do it and what my page was going to bring to people what it was going to offer people what value was I going to provide really niching down in that way what's your mission and I think everything you do online every choice you make every partnership you sign every story you post everything has to be with that mission in mind Again, for me, that was showing up authentically, allowing people to be a part of a space full of authenticity and that promoted confidence and living unapologetically. So when I create stories, I am thinking about that and I'm thinking about the way I want to show up on stories and vlog, the way I want to talk about how I'm doing, the way I want to talk about the way I style looks. I think it's important to, even if you don't think it's a big deal, like maybe you're just posting a story of yourself going out. You still have to think about how it's going to contribute to your overall mission, even subconsciously, because this is a business. And I think a lot of times people forget when they go into this industry that this is a business and every move that you make as a business contributes to the overall mission, value, and success of what you're doing. So again, it's very, um, I'm being like really nitty gritty about it, but I, I think it's a value. I would say this is one of the most important things to keep in mind when you start doing this and when you start creating a page, because it all contributes to your self brand. I obviously love blazers. If you've been following me for a while, like, you know, I love blazers. So I wear them all the time. I wear them out. I feel like at this point I've been called the blazer girl, <laughs> like a lot. And that's a part of my self brand. And I like that. And I feel like I've created that not only by wearing them a lot, but by talking about the fact that I wear them a lot. Another thing is like the word unapologetic. I've weaved that in, into everything I do. I've weaved that into collaborations with brands. I've weaved it into my bio. I've weaved it into the podcast slogan. I really meticulously pulled things from the very beginning when I started and I've pulled pieces of the mission throughout everything I do. You don't notice it from just like a first glance, but these are the things that really end up creating a long lasting community and mission. Like when I started doing this in the beginning, like I wasn't noticing these things picking up. I just trusted that these things were going to pay off eventually. And they a hundred percent have, I feel like I run into followers now in public and they'll say things about my blazers or they'll say unapologetic or people will think of me when the word unapologetic is brought up. I think 
Um, there's a power and there's a lot of value in trying your best to bring your mission themes into everything you do. And again, this is going to be like a very general, um, overview of the things I feel necessary and I'll get into like pitching as well. But if there's any more questions, always feel free to DM me and we can talk or maybe I can do a part two on this episode as well. So the second thing I will say is that then this is more logistical. You have to post consistently, especially now people don't realize like how much posting you actually have to do. I think maybe six years ago when I started, you didn't have to be as consistent, even though I still feel like back then I posted, I had to post every single day if I wanted good engagement and I wanted to grow. But now you definitely have to post every day. This is my own personal schedule. I have a lot of different friends in the industry that post differently, but I would say that the general consensus is that you have to post every day. So I usually post every day on Instagram and I'll post a reel every day on Instagram too. So usually like a carousel post and a reel. And then I post four to six times on TikTok a day. Um, I think it's super important to be on TikTok as well. If you're not, that's fine. Do you? But I would say that like TikTok really helps bring in more community and it brings in more business as well. Like opportunities to collaborate with brands. I really want to focus on posting consistently on stories. I think this can sound really intimidating to a lot of people, but that's why this can be a full-time job because it takes a lot of time. So I think there's like strategies, of course, that you can, you know, implement into your schedule to really, you know, be able to do this. For instance, like shooting in bulk. Like if you have another job that you have to do um, while you're starting this journey or you just have so much to do that you couldn't possibly shoot every day and post every day, there are tools you can use. You can bulk shoot, which means like you can shoot eight looks in one day and you're set for the next week. You can pick a day a week to film a ton of videos and that's going to be broken up into the, your days of the week as well. Like I have to do that now. I am so busy with admin work and pitching and we're looking at contracts and then also editing. And now the podcast, like I have to have certain days for things. So Mondays are podcast days. Tuesdays are a lot of admin errand editing days. Wednesdays and Thursdays are usually recording days for the podcast and filming and shooting days and Fridays or whatever I didn't get to. <laughs> so there are like ways you can separate and strategize your schedule, but main idea is you have to post every day. I really want to focus on stories. Like I want to give stories a little shout out because not enough people, I feel like in my op opinion, utilize stories. Stories are what shows your personality the most. For me, I post a lot of more like editorial content. Like I love showing outfits off and doing aesthetic posts. And like, there's not a lot of personality like that comes through in carousel posts or reels. Um, if you, especially in like the fashion and beauty industry. So there are ways that you can bring your personality and mission and authenticity into your content. And I would say posting consistently on stories really contributes to growing a community. I treat mine like a vlog. I think it's the best way that your audience can get to know you, especially the ones that are going to be on stories. Not all your followers are going to follow you on stories. The viewership and impressions is significantly different, but that's going to be like where people get to know you. That's where people are going to start getting invested in your life. And if you're not sharing like your true authentic self through stories, I feel like you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. So I would say like, if you can start practicing talking on camera, getting used to posting in the moment and sharing little thoughts and anecdotes, examples of the people who do this really, really well are Savon Isla. I think that's how you say her name. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, Savon. Um, I mean, 
Savan is not going to be listening to my podcast most likely, but (laughs) I love her. Um, we have completely different aesthetics, but her business strategy for what she has created online is admirable, inspirational. It's so incredibly cool. And she is the queen of stories. People are invested in her life, in her relationships, in her family, in the way she organizes her cabinet because of how authentic, real, and consistent she is on stories. So I definitely used her a lot in the beginning as inspiration for kind of a blueprint to success. Our aesthetics are so different. Our content is so different, but she's a genius when it comes to building a community. So I definitely tried my best to start vlogging on my stories like she did. And I feel like it has been really successful for me. I feel like it's the way that my community has gotten to know me in a real way. It's the way I've been able to intertwine more of my mission, like unapologetic blazers, authenticity, mental health, and share personal information about my healing journey, which is ultimately why I started the podcast as like another talking way that people can get to know me, but I'm going on a tangent now. Stories have to try to post consistently. I would say if this is all pretty overwhelming, I would say a great place to start is posting a post every single day, whether it's a carousel or real, you don't have to do what I do if you don't want to, but I would say one or the other every day and um, stories every day if you can. If you're nervous to speak on camera and like speak to the phone, I think that can get kind of intimidating for people at first. Just, just start. It's awkward at first. It takes practice and it takes practice to do it in public too. You can just feel it out, get used to it. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to post consistently online and not just like random stuff. You obviously want it to be intentional. You want it to be a value. You want it to be high quality content. Low quality content is not going to perform well, but I think that's where it goes back to just making sure that you are strategizing and planning how you can create a bulk amount of content. So another tip I would give is when you're shooting, let's say a try on haul, make sure you're filming all of it. If you can, if you have like the storage, I kind of have to like delete and go so that your Zara try on haul can now turn into five separate different outfits of maybe outfit of the day real of you getting dressed into one outfit. Then you have the the Zara try on haul and then you have Zara favorites and you can turn that one clip that you made into multiple clips, especially if you filmed like five outfits or you tried on five outfits, you can make that into five separate videos, one video showing all five different outfits. There's ways to strategize creating more than just one video from one, you know, recording session. Um, number three, I kind of touched on this, but show up authentically. You have to be authentic. It's like no ifs, ands, or buts, especially now today in this age. I feel like I just made myself sound like a dinosaur by saying that. But today in the social media climate that we live in, you can't show up inauthentically. People see through inauthenticity now. People don't want ads that seem fake. People don't want picture perfect. They want real. And I love that. And um, it's the whole essence of how Han sees it unapologetic fashion lifestyle showing up authentically. It's why I started the podcast to be more transparent about mental health and the healing journey and talking just life and everything that it throws at us. And it's something that I feel strongly about incorporating into your channels. Even if you don't have a podcast, there's a way to be honest with your followers. There's a way to sign a contract for an ad and product that you're trying to promote and do it in an authentic way, especially after the pandemic and TikTok becoming a thing. There's just no way in my opinion that you can get away with not being your true and authentic self. And you shouldn't want to the, the essence of being an influencer, quote unquote, 
and influencing people is building a community that can trust you. And if you're not being your authentic self, that's not only going to just completely jeopardize the whole idea of what you're trying to do, but it's also not going to feel good. It's not going to align with who you are. It's setting you up for failure. And I think that to be successful in this job, you really have to be okay with being vulnerable. Obviously, there are parts of my life that I do not put up online, but I think that there is a beauty and a power in sharing when I'm having an anxious day or sharing parts of my own journey. Or I have friends who have autoimmune diseases and they're working with different companies now because they were honest about their diagnosis. Even if we're talking about editing, there's so, so many people who edit their body, edit their face. I'm obviously not talking about like lighting and all of that. I'm talking about people who are actually changing their face, actually changing their body. You can only get away with that for so long. Like people are going to figure it out. People are going to see you in person and it's just, it's not authentic. And I think there's an energy even through a screen that you can feel from someone when they're truly being their authentic self. It's a huge reason why people like Savon, who I brought up earlier, are very successful. It's a huge reason why the people who are the big dogs in this industry have gotten there and it's because they've been their authentic true self. And I think to that point, you know, your audience is going to start to get to know you. They're going to start knowing your dislikes and your likes. They're going to start trusting you. And that speaks to um, partnerships, which I wanted to touch on in this capacity, because when you accept a partnership that is not authentic to you, your audience will know 110%. So I think authenticity comes in there as well, where you really have to be particular on the collaborations you accept, no matter the money that's on the table. And you really have to find ways to promote brands and businesses and products in a way that is seamless and authentic to you which is a skill that you start to develop when you start working in this industry, but also when you start getting to know your community. So for me, I obviously am going to work with a lot of fashion brands. That's very authentic to me. But when it comes to products, I think like implementing supplements into my content made a huge impact in the brands that I started to work with because I love supplementation. I love companies like JS Health and WellBell, which are two brand partners of mine. But I think it would have seemed inauthentic to start working with them if I hadn't already been talking about how much I was into health and wellness. And no one would have known that if I didn't start talking about it. So all this to say, posting online consistently, talking consistently about your life, the things you're into, the things you're not, being really honest and vulnerable about your feelings, what you're going through, products you're loving, things you're not loving, even if it's not a sponsored gig or it's you're not being paid to talk about it, is super important because your followers start to figure out the things you're into and the things you're not. And then it not only creates a space where people really get to know you, but also you create more opportunities to work with different brands. So If you're not already sold on being authentic, I don't know what to tell you, but you've got to be authentic. People want to get to know you. A huge part of this job and what makes influencers so impactful is that your community wants to hear what you have to say. They want to know what you think about certain things. They want to hear your recommendations. And that is what makes influencer marketing so impactful. And that's why 
are all these industries are leaning more into hiring influencers instead of models and hiring influencers instead of doing commercials. It's because the way our society works now and the way people are taking in content and taking in ads and marketing is through social media. And so I think when you understand that showing up authentically becomes like a no brainer because your ads and the products you talk about and the things you do are all going to do better because your audience is going to trust you and they're going to trust that you didn't accept a collaboration, a collaboration with a brand or a partnership with something or someone that you wouldn't buy yourself or support without being paid. You would never trust someone who you didn't know authentically. Like in real life, you would never be friends with someone or trust someone if they weren't being authentic with you. Same goes for influencing. Same goes for creating a community online. And same goes for creating ads in this space. Your audience is not going to trust you when you recommend a product to put on their face or body. They're not going to trust you when you recommend a shoe to wear or an alternative beauty product that you found, or they're not going to trust you to buy the Amazon Bottega dupe. They're not because they don't know you and they don't trust you. Showing up authentically and aligned with your mission, like I said in the first tip, I would say is probably the number one thing that takes people to the next level in this industry. There are people like I can think of like Delaney Childs who have created such a community of trust. She recommends so many products, so many dupes, so many cool items, so many products. And you can just tell that her audience will buy essentially anything that she recommends because she's built a community that trusts her. And I think trust is built with authenticity, which is why you just have to be authentic. People want to get to know you and getting to know someone is what builds trust in a relationship. Even though it's digital, you do have a relationship with this community, which is why um, influencer marketing is so valuable because there is a relationship between me and my followers. And it's because I've put myself out there authentically. I don't know how this is going to go. I feel like I'm just kind of ranting and kind of toilet bowling in all different directions, but I hope this all makes sense. Again, you can ask me questions, but the next thing I'll say for getting started in this industry and actually turning this into a career where you can earn a salary. First three tips are definitely for starting and continuing to grow a strong community. Not enough influencers are really talking about this, but I strongly believe that like you can make a lot of money at any level of influencing. Um, I think it all comes down to the quality of your content, the engagement of your audience, the community you've built. And in a past episode, the one that I had with Julianne Frazier, you can go look at it. I can like link it in the show notes too. We talk a lot about just influencing and how to do it and how to pitch to brands and like what the ins and outs are. But I think there's a misconception that you have to have like a hundred thousand followers to make a full-time salary. And that's just not the case. I'm not even at 50 K and I'm making a full-time salary. And it's because I've really, really, really dedicated myself to making relationships with brands, pitching myself over and over and over again. But also, um, I was dedicated to the first three steps that I laid out. So when you have a strong community, you can actually utilize it in a lot of ways that someone maybe at a hundred K can't. So there's actually a lot of people that are in like the micro micro influencer space that make a good penny because they do all of these things I've talked about, but also do a lot of outreach and they do a lot of content creation for free that has led them to more opportunities to expand on that. Tag the brands you love and create content for free. I say this cautiously because your work has value. Your time is valuable. But I think in the beginning stages, especially as a micro influencer, 
And again, like I said, I'm still considered a micro influencer. So I still even do this because I think it's smart. Create content around the brands you love already. So for instance, I made a video today on TikTok around this new product that I've been trying by Benefit. Absolutely love it. So if I'm going to use it anyway, I have it and I'm getting ready for me, putting up a camera, filming a video about it is a smart, not only business move, but again, contributing to this authenticity aspect of like showing your followers, everything you're interested in, everything you're doing, things you're trying to not only build more trust, but to show the brand in the video or other brands watching the kind of content you can create. So not only are you building more trust, building more rapport with your audience, but you are kind of building a portfolio in a way. I've done this many times with different brands. So I get gifted a lot by Kosas, I think is how you say the makeup brand and uh, Lancome and all these different brands, but they don't pay me. They just gift me. It's all PR, but I'll still create content, especially if I like a product and if it's, you know, not going to take up too much time and take up, take away from the brands that I'm working with in a paid capacity because it's led me to so many other paid partnerships. And it's actually led to the brands who have given me product for free to change the relationship with me to paid because they've seen the content I've created. So I think there's a fine balance, right, from accepting gifting and paid work. And a lot of people will say different things. But in my opinion, if you feel passionate about a product, if it's not going to take up too much time and too much energy, and you can easily create content that's going to be authentic, build trust, build more rapport with your audience, and also going to bring in more opportunities to work with that brand or another brand like that brand, I 100% think it's smart to do, especially in the beginning. Like I said, I'm still a micro influencer, so I definitely still do these things, but I can say with confidence and based on experience that the content that I've created for free has always brought in something and always brought an opportunity, always brought in more money and has, again, built trust with my audience, which is of the most value. This is a portfolio, especially in the beginning. If you're trying to work with brands and you don't have a lot of partnerships and you've never really monetized on social media, create content for free and do it deliberately, do it with intention and show brands what you can do. Cause a huge part of pitching is giving brands ideas for why they should want to work with you, giving them examples of what you've done. And you'll have all this content that you've used. Um, or that you've created to share with these brands and you were already going to use the product anyway. All you have to do is put a camera in front of you and you should be getting used to that and practicing that anyway. So getting into the next tip, you have to pitch yourself. There are too many influencers now to not pitch yourself for work. You need to think about this job like a real job. And if you want this to be your business and if you want to make a full-time salary doing this, you have to treat it as such. I know so many content creators and influencers and bloggers who don't treat this as a real job. And I know so many that do so many people that work so hard, but I know a lot of people that don't either who I personally believe would be making a lot more money and having a lot more opportunity if they actually were doing more outreach and treating this like as if they were an independent contractor, because essentially that's what being an influencer is. So every week I usually pitch some brands. I would say in the beginning, but like 10k when I was still at 10k I was pitching a ton I would say probably like very beginning hundreds hundreds and hundreds of brands and then it kind of moved from like 50 a week 
which is still like a ton. And now I'd say I do a couple a week just because I have now established regular partners and I'll still pitch every week to a few different brands if they come up, but it's definitely not as much as I did in the beginning, but I still pitch every week, um, to new brands because I'm constantly trying to put my content and information in front of as many people as I can. Like I said, in the beginning of this tip, like there are so many influencers now you cannot expect to be reached out to. You have to put yourself out there. You have to find the brand context. You have to do the work. You have to put in the time and energy into creating these relationships, brands, and deals. You can't expect it to come to you. So I'll get into and just share how I go about pitching to brands. I will not gatekeep. I learned this information from listening to so many podcasts to trial and error from learning what a good pitch looked like, what was the most successful with brands in my experience. And I've kind of honed it down to this. So essentially what I'll do is if I don't have the contact already, I will DM the brand and this works 95% of the time, especially if you have followed the first three steps I've laid out, created content, built your portfolio, which is AKA your Instagram account, your TikTok account, and you've built a community, even if it's small. So you're reaching out. This is what I say. Hi there. My name is Hannah. I'm a blogger based in Southern California. I would love to work with your brand. I love your brand. I love your product. I love your restaurant. Say something that's personable and not just copy and pasted. Is there an email contact I could reach out to in regard to a collaboration? I would say 98% of the time they respond back with the contact. So at that point, I'll take the contact, go into my email, And I'll say something along the lines of, and this is what a typical pitch looks like for me. Hi, Stacy, or hi, whoever, you know, the contact is. My name is Hannah. I'm reaching out because your social team gave me your contact information. Um, I would love to collaborate with you. Lay out your social channels. I run at how hands it on Instagram at how hands it on TikTok, and how I see it pod. You make sure all of those are hyperlinked so that they can easily click them. I would love to talk about, I would love to discuss a collaboration with you. Here's what I'm thinking. You always want to give an idea, makes it, make it super easy for the brand to pick you. Um, again, there's so many influencers. There's so many girls to choose from, make their job significantly easy and just say, for instance, I just pitched a brand the other day and said, I would love to work with you guys on your new fall collection. I think a real styling video for fall or a post showing off your guys's new leather jacket would do super well. Here's a couple examples of something I've done recently. And this is where you can kind of, I link a couple things. I don't always do this, but I think if you can, it's good. I just will send like two real examples, maybe one post example. If it kind of fits in there, if you don't have anything, no worries, just move on from your idea and say, I would love to hear what you have to say. I love the brand. And I think that we're super aligned and could create really successful content together. Let me know what you think. I attached my media kit below. A media kit, I can get into maybe a different time. If you have questions, you can DM me. A media kit is essentially just your influencer resume. So it breaks down like your followers, your demographics, your female to male ratio, and some past brand partners. It's like a little influencer resume. And you're going to attach that. And that's it. I kind of have that format copied and pasted in my notes. And then I'll go in for each one and add the idea, add the personalizations, add in some examples of content that I think they would like if it's applicable and then I'll send it. I pitch every week. Usually again, in the beginning, I pitched honestly, no exaggeration, like hundreds of brands, but it is definitely what has secured 
me most of my income. Um, if I didn't pitch, I would not be doing this full time. That's just fact. I feel like in my case, again, I'm not a macro influencer. I'm a micro influencer at this point. If you want this to be your full-time job, you have to put in the effort and energy to really get after it and hustle and secure those deals. And at the follower point that I am at right now, it's necessary. Seriously, I have secured every single long-term partner of mine through pitching myself. So if you needed motivation or inspiration, just do it. And a lot of people will say like, well, I'm nervous or like they didn't reach out to me first. And you just, again, it all goes back to what I keep saying. You have to treat this as a business. If you were in marketing and wanted to secure a new client, you would not wait for the new client to come to you. You would reach out to them and say, I'm a marketing company. I want to represent your restaurant. Let's schedule a meeting. It's the same way you have to think about this job. Um, Just because it's influencing just because it's on social media doesn't mean you wouldn't do the same exact business tactics and strategies that you would do at a normal company. It's not cringe. It's not weird. The worst they can say is no. Um, and at that point they're still getting you on their radar. And the best that can happen is you secure a long-term partner. And again, I'm sorry, it's a lot of rambling and a lot of just free talking, but I hope you guys find this helpful, especially the pitch format. It's really worked for me. Honestly, this is a great segue because my next tip is you have to strategize and you have to show up. If you want this to be your full-time job, if you want this to be a steady income, you have to show up like it already is. You have to strategize what content is going to perform well, what's going to grow you a bigger audience, what's going to get you on the good side of the algorithm. You have to strategize when you're going to pitch, how you're going to pitch, um, new ideas for content, just so you can keep your audience not only engaged, but keep brands interested. You have to spend a little bit of time actually thinking about the kind of content that you are going to create, the value it's going to offer, the value that you can offer brands and kind of a long-term strategy of where you're trying to go. I personally think that if you're just on Instagram, that is not a smart move. I have a blog, I have a YouTube, I have a TikTok, and I have a podcast. I obviously am spread out a lot, but I think you have to at least be on two to three platforms in case something happens to one, in case um, one starts picking up more than the other, and to build you know, more community and more opportunities to work with brands. I just think it's smart. And so you really have to strategize like the kind of content that's on each platform. Um, the content I'm posting on Instagram is going to be a little bit different from the content I'm posting on TikTok. There's different strategies for good engagement and performance on those different apps. So you have to kind of take time each month to think about that and think about um, the content you're going to produce. I think there's a lot of people that actually are really meticulous and have content calendars. I think that's really smart for like businesses to do. For me, it just doesn't work very well. I plan my schedule, like my content that I'm going to create kind of like a week in advance. It's just easier for me, but you have to have some type of strategy, some type of goal and value. I think posting aimlessly is not a smart strategy. It can work, but it's not what's actually going to build a community that trusts you and that's going to help you turn this into a career, um, in my opinion. I think there's exceptions, of course, like the D'Amelios and random people that have just popped off like Alex Earl. But I think even Alex Earl had a strategy, which was showing up authentically during her get ready with me's and build a community that trusted her and that related to her. And that was her strategy. And she, I, she did it meticulously and she did it seamlessly. And I think it looks like maybe she didn't have a strategy, but she definitely, definitely did. So this is just a reminder. Again, you have to go about this in an entrepreneurial way. 
So my last tip is just a way I can send you off with positivity and motivation and encouragement. You just have to keep pushing and you have to keep going and you have to keep posting consistently. If you want this to be your job, if you want to utilize social media for your business, even maybe you don't even want to be an influencer. Maybe you just need to take your business online. You have to keep going. It is going to be a roller coaster. You're going to have a million views one day and literally five the next. (laughs) That's an exaggeration, but honestly possible because that's how the algorithm works. You have to keep going. You can't let it get to you. You can't let the likes, comments, impressions affect your goals, your missions, your posting strategy. It is so easy to get wrapped up in the numbers because they're important at some level. They do matter a little bit for anyone who's like, your numbers don't matter. Like just keep going. That's not true. They do matter of course, but they don't matter as much as you would think. And it's very normal for the numbers to fluctuate. It's very normal to have bad engagement months. It's very normal to have big engagement months. And then it drastically drop again. You just kind of have to roll with the punches when it comes to engagement online and you cannot let it get to you because if you do, you will go crazy. Um, this is speaking from experience. I obviously am not, you know, immune to it. It happens to me all the time where I'm like, fuck, I created that video and it took me this long and I thought it was going to do so well and it didn't. And now I'm so bummed out, but you really have to let that stuff roll off the shoulder because that's just the name of the game. And it's not realistic for you to be posting every single day and for it to do well every single day. So that would be my encouragement. If you really want this, you feel really passionate about the value you bring online and you wanting this to be your full-time career. You just have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. And it's another reason why I said like, you got to be on multiple platforms. You have to create more opportunities for you to be successful. So yeah, I am so sorry if this was all just like an unorganized rant, but I really wanted to get into this. I really wanted to get into these important things that I feel like are the core of what a successful community and influencing career looks like. If you have any more questions, feel free to reach out, but I'll leave you with a few random tips. First one, learn how to tripod shoot, practice it, get good at it. Do not rely on other people to take your photos. It changed my life. It changed the way I worked. It changed everything. It made me so much more successful learning how to tripod shoot. You cannot have a business like this and not, and rely on someone to shoot for you. It's just unsustainable. So get a good tripod. I can link it in the show notes. Use lens buddy. It's an app that is like kind of like a self timer app that like takes photos of you like very quickly practice, practice, practice. People ask me all the time, like, how do you tripod shoot? How do you do it so easily practice? I was so bad at first. And then it just became second nature. You get used to the level you like, you get used to the angles, you get used to where to stand. You start to figure out how it all works and it becomes super, super easy. I literally shoot content now. Like if I'm going to shoot an outfit, it usually takes between 10 and 20 minutes and that's it. Plan your content in ahead of time. Like even if that's not in a super organized way, like I'm not very organized about it, but I do have like a going note on my computer of TikTok ideas. I want to create Instagram ideas. I want to create and what my week kind of is going to look like. I plan my feed on um, an app. What's the app called? Preview. Duh. I plan my feed on preview. I'm not super anal about it anymore. I truly don't think you have to have a perfectly aesthetic feed. I think it's important to have a feed that like, you know, looks good and put together because it's a portfolio, but I don't think it needs to be like super meticulous. Like lots of people used to do like post, post filler, post, post filler. No. 
just make it look good. But I think the preview app does help because it kind of keeps you in check of like what content you're posting that week. So like I usually shoot enough content ahead of time. So I'm always kind of like a week and a half ahead and I can kind of look like, okay, what am I posting today? Oh yeah, I have this look. And then I created that video. So let me just draft all of that. Like draft your content ahead of time, draft your reels, edit your content ahead of time, put it in the preview app so you can kind of see what your week looks like when it comes to posting. Especially when you start working with brands and you have all these deadlines and due dates, like it's nice to have the preview app because you can line up the content so you know when your ads are going to go live. And I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but once you start getting busier, um, like me, I don't have management right now and I don't have an assistant. I'm all by myself. So you got to kind of pick days that you're going to do certain things and stay focused on just those things on those days. It keeps things organized. Batch shoot if you can. I will go through phases. Like some weeks I'll like want to shoot just every day after I'm done working or some days I'll want to shoot like five looks in one day. It's just depending on how I feel, but do batch shoot recorded content, batch shoot TikToks. It's smart. It gets a lot out of the way and film as much as you can, you know, and also definitely, definitely, definitely use Google calendars. I didn't utilize Google calendars till this year. And I don't know what I was doing before it I was being so stubborn. I thought I didn't need to use it and I was good with my to-do lists only, but no Google calendars is amazing. I hope it helps a little bit. I love this job. I love what I do. It can be very difficult sometimes. It's very time consuming and it takes a lot of energy, but I would not trade it for the world. I love it. I love this community that I've built. I love you guys, my new podcast listeners. And I'm assuming most of you are from Instagram as well. But if you're not, go follow me on Instagram and TikTok just so you can be involved in those communities. I would love to have you. And I just wanted to say thank you as well for being here. I could not do this job without you guys, obviously. And that's the biggest point I'll leave you with is that your community is everything. Your community is what allows you to do this job. Make sure you're prioritizing your community, which is why those three tips in the beginning are the most important. Leading with mission, showing up authentically and posting consistently because those are the three things that cater to your community. But anyway... I hope it all helped. Make sure to leave a review for the podcast, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify. It really, really does help like the ratings and please share this podcast if it resonated with you and let me know what you guys think. If you have any more questions about influencing content creation, social media, I'm here and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow How I See It Pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next. And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Hand Sees It. Thank you guys.